guys, and welcome back to the Sendable Insider Podcast. So at Sendable, we have completely changed our sales process over the last 12 months, so much that it's actually enabled us to reduce the size of our sales team and continue to hit our sales targets. In fact, as a result of these changes, we've managed to grow our revenue by almost 50% this year, which is insane for a 10-year-old company. So I'm really excited to have uh, Nico Watson, our head of growth, and Johnny Costello, our head of sales, uh, with me today to discuss how we went about doing this. Before we jump into our discussion, if you could both introduce yourselves to our listeners. Hi, I'm Nico Watson, the head of growth at Sandable. Hi, I'm Johnny Costello, the head of sales at Sandable. Great. So if we were to just explain where we've come from, let's say about 12 months ago, I guess, Johnny, you've been here the longest. Could you explain where the sales team were at that point and how we went about introducing sort of these changes to our sales process? Yeah, we've pretty much always got all of our leads through inbound. And the idea of the inbound methodology is that we make sure that the needs and goals of the leads are at the forefront and we speak to them as soon as possible and in the channel that they need to. And 12 months ago, there might have been a bit of a leaky bucket when it came to the inbound funnel. So there was time zone issues and sometimes we weren't speaking to the best leads as soon as possible. Yeah, so as as Johnny said, I think that we had a good quantity of leads coming through in general and we had some issues with uh, prioritizing the higher value leads correctly, which meant that some of the great quality leads uh, could have been missed at that time. And we were spending maybe too much effort on lower quality leads that were either not a great fit for the company or were not going to to become a customer at any point. Yeah. So, I mean, if we hadn't introduced a new way of kind of prioritizing the leads we should go after, where do you think we would have been now? Um, we were, found it really hard to get an equal split of inbound leads between our account executives, which meant there was the opportunity for the sales team to be less motivated and frustrated. Often we'd hear conversations that they'd just done a demo with a lead that was a small shop owner, not the sort of small marketing agency that we normally target. So I think potentially would have, would have had a less motivated sales team, which obviously meant we wouldn't have got such good results this year. Yeah, and I think we would have also maybe uh, an issue with uh, sales and marketing trying to blame each other that sales maybe would have said, oh, we don't have enough leads and marketing then would have said, yes, but what about all these leads that haven't been dealt with properly? So I think that Mm -hmm. was also one of the issues. The issue that we we had here was making sure that we do the best with what is coming through. And instead of trying to add more to the pipeline, Let's become more efficient. Let's make the most out of each opportunity that we have. Cool. Yeah, so obviously I recall, Johnny, I guess when you first started, we would go after every single lead that came in and call them and try to contact them. So how have we gone about changing this approach recently? What's been the the new way of of working? I think the first step was the decision to move marketing automation platforms. And Nico had experience in building some automated workflows that made a really big difference initially. And we still then needed, though, to go a bit further. Um, There's always the time zone issues. So if we wanted to deal with customers at their time, at their preferred time slot, potentially we missed out on them because when people are going around on SaaS tools looking for the trial, they probably trial two or three tools at the same time. And if we're the last of those three tools to reach out to them, it means potentially we've lost the lead just because 
were based in the UK. So we knew we needed a bit more in the marketing automation space. So yeah, we, we did create our own scoring to try to automate lead assignments and try for the SDRs only focus on the higher quality leads. But that was very limited in a way that it was based on what we thought were great leads and not uh, data-driven. So yeah, we had workflows put together. We did manage to have those emails going out and pushing people to book the demos straight away so there's no back and forth, making people more efficient. But yeah, it was, it was still limited with what we could do at that time. So just from the uh, leads perspective, so if I'm a lead and I uh, contact you for a demo, can you explain the process? Like how would that look from that the leads perspective? Uh, do you mean how it was 12 months ago or current? Well, how it was then and yeah, maybe how, where it is now. Maybe tell, tell me how it was back then and what, what it looks yeah, like right now. Yeah, sure. Potentially if you were a lead based on the West Coast of the US and our sales team are based here in the UK, you would probably be hoping to speak with somebody straight away, but potentially... It was midnight our time, so you might have come to our website and filled in the demo request form, and it might have been 24 hours before we were able to reach you. We might have come into the office, tried to call you at 9 a.m. your time, missed you, and then there was some email tennis back and forth. The system is so much better now that we have um, a fast lane in place that if we, we can pre-qualify you online and give you the opportunity to book directly into a calendar so you can choose a time slot that suits you, our sales executives tend to do some late shifts to make sure that this time slot's open for worldwide. And that way, like it should be an inbound, le- inbound methodology, the prospect gets to choose the time basically as soon as possible that they get to speak with the sales rep. So even if they di- are shopping around, they've nearly straight away booked in a time slot in our calendar for the next day. Cool. So Nico, obviously I know you were at Sastock. Both of you actually were at Sastock last year and you heard about Mad Kudu. Do you want to explain how you introduced a new way of, of doing lead scoring after meeting with them? Yes. Yeah, so I think the first time I heard about Madkudu was on their podcast, actually. I think they had uh, Guillaume Caban interviewed, and he was talking about how he implemented Madkudu at Segment, which was very interesting to hear some of the ideas that he had. Then we went to Sastock further on, I think, end of 2018, I believe. And there was just a lot of different talks about about making your sales team more efficient and making the most out of uh, your leads. Um, so I think that's where we, we really learned quite a lot between Johnny and I and, and thought about the different ways we can improve it. And Madkudu seemed to be a very interesting company to talk to. Could you explain to the listeners just what Madkudu does? Just explain maybe the high level how it works. Yes. So basically, they look at your data look at what makes the best customers. So first of all, you would have to tell them which customers are the most valuable for you. And based on that, so it can be based on value or anything else. And based on that, they look at the data and they build a model saying, okay, people that are from, let's say, this country are 80 times or 10 times more likely to purchase or uh, activity-based as well. People that have seen this page on your website or have done this activity are much more likely to purchase. So it's really based on two things. Firmographic data, so who is the lead coming uh, through and what, what information their company have in common. 
that makes them a great lead. And then the second score that they have is the likelihood to buy. So based on their action, how likely are they going to, to buy the next month? And then from those two scoring, you would have your lead scoring saying how great the lead is. What are some of the challenges uh, as a result of implementing these changes? We were going to have to downsize the sales team. Mad Kudu was going to take over the responsibility for a lot of the qualification of the leads. So there was fear from the uh, sales development reps that they were going to be replaced with automation. There was also quite a lot of um, back and forth to improve the scoring model based on feedback from the sales team. So the sales and marketing team speak with each other every day in the stand-ups. So it was a real good opportunity to talk through the leads that were coming through, talk about the customer fit score that they were getting, the lead grade score that they were getting. So it did take some time for the sales team to get their head around that. But once they saw the accuracy of the leads coming through, everyone was really positive about it. And then another thing that we weren't quite used to was the account executives were on the online demo, they were having to ask some of the qualification calls themselves because in previous cases, the SDRs would ask all the the basic band type questions about budget, authority, needs and timing. Well, often we had to then shoehorn some of these questions into the start of the demo. But because Mad Kudu has worked so well, most of the online demos we're doing were with our target uh, demographic. So the qualification questions were pretty simple just to get some of the pain points of the person we were speaking to and then make sure we, we tried to alleviate those pain points during the demo. So one point you mentioned um, just earlier was about the fact that people were afraid of losing their jobs to AI or automation. How did you reassure the SDRs that they would still be needed? Yeah, I think one thing we learned is that you can't go 100% into AI. You still need some human experience to qualify the leads. And what was also really important was to get some of the more senior SDRs involved in the process because they had the most experience on how to deal with the type of leads that we need. So they already knew what a good customer fit was and they were able to help on the uh, transition period. And we've always tried to have the model that we would then promote the best SDRs to account executives. So that was in place already so they could see the, the path ahead of them. Yeah, and I think it's also automation is not replacing their job. It's just pushing them into a place where they deliver more value. Mm. So it's making their jobs more interesting in some ways, but also deliver more value to the company. In no way, it's replacing people. So it's helping them do their jobs better in a more focused way? Exactly. Deliver more benefits to the company, doing a more interesting job as well. So yeah, all in all, it's a, it's a good thing. And how could a company that's trying to drive outbound sales or outbound initiatives, how could they use Mad Kudu to maybe approach new leads, you know, new, new opportunities, maybe even for ABM? I think, first of all, the biggest question is volume. You need volume for the model to make sense. If you have only small volume, it might not be that interesting. So enterprise selling, bigger contracts and lower numbers might not be the best for this for the model that we built for Sendable. For outbound, the, it can be used in a very different way where you would do your research, let's say, on, on LinkedIn about who is a great fit and then feed that information into Madkudu and Madkudu would tell you actually from the 20 different contacts and companies that you have listed here, 
who are the most valuable. So you can feed the information straight there and they will tell you actually go after these these people. These should be your top priority. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, um, I think since 12 months ago, our sales team is a lot more streamlined and smaller. How else do you think we've changed as a company since introducing uh, lead scoring? The account executives have definitely more focused on our target market. It meant we've been more consultative. We've learned more about the target market, so mainly marketing agencies that we're demoing to. And that that means we can be more consultative on the demo, which has then increased our close rate from about 30%. So 30% of the demos we did last year, we closed. It's now over 50%. And in turn, that's led to the average deal size increased as well. And the sales team are very motivated. They know every time they sit down to a demo that has been booked into their calendar already, the likelihood is that it's going to be a great customer fit. What about enterprise uh, sort of SaaS businesses, you know, where you maybe have fewer leads coming in? Do you think something like lead scoring and Mad Kudu could benefit that type of business or model? Or is this best used for high volume inbound sales? The model that we have right now is definitely for high volume inbound. However, you can use Mad Kudu for other ways. So, for example, for LinkedIn ads, you can look at who are your best customers and feed that into Facebook ads. And from there, you can target really the people that are most likely going to, to purchase. There is definitely a, a complete different way of using uh, Mankudu for outbound. Um, you can, for example, meet people at trade shows or conferences, feed them onto a spreadsheet and then push that into your into Mankudu. Mm-hmm. And it comes back with a prioritized list of people that you should contact. Mm-hmm. So th- there's definitely other ways of using uh, Mankudu on the outbound side. I think what you said there about Facebook ads is really interesting. So you could create a, take your, your customer database, take your highest graded leads, create a lookalike audience, and then retarget them, right? Exactly. So yeah. based on the likelihood to, to purchase or their thermographic, so you know who your best leads are. Mm. They come from this type of company, from this country. They have that many employees, annual sales of X, that industry. Yeah. Feed that into Facebook and you know that your ad is going to, to be shown to the best uh, targets. There'll be some listeners coming from different types of companies, maybe not SaaS businesses, but are there any lessons for other sort of um, growing sales teams or organizations that want to drive inbound sales and how they can use lead scoring? Any, any sort of takeaways? I think the first thing to look at is always prioritize the prospect experience and not try to put your own process ahead of the, the the prospect experience. We've tried a few things in the past year that we stopped doing because we thought it was not great as a experience. So for example, we tried chatbots on our website and we've tried it many times actually over the, the past year. And every time the issue that we've had is that this is not delivering the right experience to our visitors. They want to talk to somebody so, okay, a chatbot could make us more efficient, but at the same time, it's it's not good for leads. So we decided to stop doing it. So no matter what we do, it's always prospect experience first. And also the close communication between the sales and the marketing team to make sure you've got the best process in place for both departments. If you just left it to the sales team or just left it to the marketing team, there'd probably be totally different approaches. But if there's good communication on a daily basis and everybody's rowing in the same direction 
it's always going to end up with the best results. And yeah, you need to be prepared to invest time and resources to make it work. It's not implementing it once and then you're done. It's always learning. It's always trying to improve it, hearing the difficulties that the sales team is having. And then from there, think, okay, how can we improve it? Talk to Madkudu and, and help us figure out what's the best way of improving that. Mm. It's an ongoing collaboration, really, to, to figure out how to make us more efficient. And if you have any questions about starting a business or need any advice, feel free to reach out at insider at sendable.com. And we'll speak to you soon. Mm-hmm.